You can send all the web traffic in the world to your website, but if you don't get the words right, then no one will listen. Download my free guide on how to write web copy that converts at privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash guide. That's privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash guide. All right, let's dive in. Laura Long, back on the show. Of course. I would have it no other way. I was, you know, pitching a 10 outside your office for the last three weeks. Yeah, you've been hounding me to get on the show. You're like, you're like those people that go to New York City to get on the Today Show and like stand outside just to meet Al Roker, like kind of. And you're like, yeah, well, you're like I mean, jumping wanna... up and down in the back, like behind the glass. That's like you uh, on, for my podcast. Like, so excited. Like, John, please love me. Please. You have to get up at like 4.30 in the morning and go down there and freeze your ass off. But you're it's like, so it was it. worth it. I saw Al from 90 feet away. And I'm like, that sounds great, dude. Yeah. I, was... I drove 14 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One way. I made a handmade sign. And I'm pretty yeah, with sure. a sombrero on it, you know? Yeah, one of the production right. assistants said that he was going to give it to Al for me. <laughs> Fucking liar. Like you do you. You do you. Well, thanks for having me on again. You're welcome for having you on again. Here's a warning. Laura and I tend to curse. I don't curse a with lot. every guest. I just feel, I feel it out. Because some people are more... They boring. live cleaner lifestyles than you. <laughs> yeah. Some people boring. are just better than me. They're more yeah. precious. Not that you're not precious. You're just precious in a very different way. Yeah. In not. like, I'm precious in like the, um, the way that like you're, you're swimming in the ocean and you see that jellyfish and you're like, it looks soft. It looks squishy. Will it kill me? I'm just going to, I'm going to let that one linger for a second. <laughs> I feel like All right, you, what are we talking uh, about, John? This. We're doing that thing again. We just go from one thing to the other. What animal are you? What sea creature are you? I feel like you've thought about that before because comparing yourself to jellyfish isn't something you just do on on live TV on a live podcast. This is thinking of like my soft, squishy middle, but then like I will come out and and it hurts. Yeah. However, Um, just do that. I guess they just wrap their crazy tentacles around you or something like a jellyfish. They just bump up against you, and that's all they have to do, and it hurts so badly. Have you never never been stung by jellyfish? I mean, yeah, but like the kind where it's like an hour later, you're like, ow, that kind of hurts a little bit. Yeah. Not like the in the hospital kind. (laughs) I remember getting stung when I was a kid and some dude on the beach had like a little spray bottle of something and it was like a household. Urine. I heard if you pee on it, it goes away. I don't think it was urine, but he was a really nice guy. He was. (laughs) So what does that have to do? I mean, it still could be a spray bottle of urine. Doesn't it have like the the antidote or whatever. I don't it had know. a lemon smell to it. So if it was urine, it was very, <laughs> I'm was, not a marine biologist. Oh, really? Wow. No, I'm shocked. I'm so glad we had you on today to clear that up. You asked. I'm a jellyfish I'm, and I'm not a marine biologist. I know you guys think I am. <laughs> I know I really come across as a, the marine biologist type. I don't know. I'm sorry. I also had a, uh, someone was telling me the other day that they, they were thinking about like a late in life switch to becoming a marine biologist. 
And I feel like every child wants to be that at some point. Like, you know, when you're like third grade and you have to be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, I'm either a veterinarian. Teacher. Teacher. A cop so I could shoot people. I've heard that. Um, a fireman. I don't really know what the deal is there. Uh, <laughs> Dame Cook used to say, like, I just wanted to spray shit with a hose. That's <laughs> why I wanted to be a fire fireman. That narrows it yeah. down a bit. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to be a therapist, which was weird. And people were like, let's, let's keep an eye on him. (laughs) That's not normal. He wants to sit and help people, listen to people. Not normal. I think I wanted to be a therapist since I was like 11 or 12. That's pretty young. Pretty young, right? Yeah. Introspective, like writing love notes and poems and shit. Mm -hmm. I had all of the feels. Now I feel kind of burned out of feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Not really. Oh God. (laughs) We can talk about that. We'll talk about that often. You know, not having feelings is a feeling too. Ooh, that's existential as shit. Mm-hmm. And people say, I feel nothing. Anyway, welcome to the show. <laughs> On that note, hey everybody. How have you been? I haven't seen you in forever and I want to know what you've been up to. Yeah, I've been super busy. I'm in this fancy new office, which uh, looks like it was put together in like an hour. And it kind of was. But the whole think so. planning process... Yeah, well, I, I didn't do it myself. I wish I could take credit for this, That's but I can't. Um, yeah, so I've been moving. I opened a brand new practice in my town from the ground up. So this week is our first week seeing clients here. It's awesome. How does it feel? A little bit surreal, to mm-hmm. be honest. It's um, My last office was nice, Like especially I think a, there's a huge spectrum of therapist offices, right? Like you have my first office which was like hodgepodge Craigslist furniture, plaid carpet, uh, four, four drawer metal file cabinet. Cause like, that's cool. <laughs> um, so like to go from that to like the next office to the next one, to the next one. And then to be here, I'm like, this is, this is a bit, a bit insane to me in the best way possible. But yeah, I feel it's distracting. Like I'm looking at my clients and I'm like, such a nice, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, it is a little bit. So I I really like it. I like, uh, my clients love it too. And that's ultimately why I did it. I mean, it's a little bit for me, the windows for me, but everything else is for them. Looks amazing. So I'm, I am going to put this on YouTube. Um, uh, good to know that now. That's my plan. (laughs) Glad I knew that going into this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so that for those who are watching on YouTube, you can see Laura's fancy ceilings. And I really feel like this is a mark of when you know you've made it. When you have fancy. Yeah, when you have coffered ceilings and shit. Is that what that's, that's called? Yeah, coffers. Okay. Lots of trim. We were talking before we started recording, though, how I know I've made it, right, is the the lobby. Yeah. Which I don't know if, I don't know if I'm allowed to go out there since someone's in session. I can't really talk much, but we could just, you know, silently go out there and I could, I could, uh, narrate I could what we're seeing. Yeah. Yeah. And you can narrate it since I can't really say much. I can do it like a uh, Steve Irwin or something like in the wild. And there she goes <laughs> the whole way. People listening to audio only are like, what a waste of my time. Okay. Oh, so the lobby jazz, looks amazing. There's light jazz playing. There it is. It's coming through. Yeah, a little bit of jazz. Beverage Have some station. drink station. A little Keurig. Some uh, fancy ass drinks. That's right. 
over there. Baby bottles of water. We've got Starbucks Frappuccino, which are at least three forty nine a piece. I know that for sure. So I'm doing the math. There's one. Two, there's about six of them in there. There's Lacroix, nice LaCroix. granite counter. I've um, got some. Let's see, some art. The walls. It's nice. It's nice. It's uh, small, but there's only three of us in here, so no big deal. It looks so clean. It is it's so like clean. overwhelmingly clean. Yeah, I could show you our group room, but it's uh, we haven't had it decorated yet. But you can at least see like there's our fancy couches in there, it's but nice we haven't put anything room. on the walls yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so it's not totally ready. Does but. it? Does it smell new? Oh my god, it smells so good. Let me show you our bathroom because we <laughs> designed our bathroom with the gentleman in mind. So. Uh, if you're sitting on the toilet, you get to see our nice little setup, right? Mm-hmm. A little rack if, with accessories, yeah. accoutrements. But if you're, a, if you're a man, we got you a piece of art. There you the go. Toilet. We like appreciate you. It's a nice little watercolor, kind of abstract, <laughs> kind of hipster. It's kind of up my okay. alley. A little bit. And then our hallway has like, you know, antique ceiling tiles and there's original prints of um, Greenville, which is where I live. There's a Liberty Bridge. There's a famous hotel. So we made it like super, super fancy. Anyway, so there's the quick tour. Love it. First tour of an office ever on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How how do you... mm, What can I ask you about this? You feel different when you're in a nice space. Oh my gosh. Talk about that. Yeah. Well, my disclaimer is that uh, I didn't start here, right? Like I said a few mm-hmm. minutes ago, my first office was, um, I mean, at the time it was awesome because it was an office. Like I could have been in a, in a fucking tent and I would have been happy, <laughs> right? So we all have to start somewhere. So I'm kind of balancing like wanting to show therapists that you can have this too, um, I used therapy money to buy all this. I didn't use mm-hmm. coaching money. Like this wasn't my, my side hustle doing this. This was me saving up for mm-hmm. six months to do it. So I want therapists to know that they can have something like this. They can have something really nice. And I also want them to know that that's not necessarily where you start. No doubt. So, um, so it's tricky because I do want them to see that you can have nice things without it just coming across as like, look how fucking awesome I am. I have a nice mm-hmm. office because I think we can all have a nice office. It's just not something that we typically are going to start with unless you're starting with like a nice, nice capital or something. I would not take out a loan for something like this. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to second that because, well, I think you can, I think we're one of the few businesses that will not take out a loan typically to start a business. Um, mm -hmm. I know, I know a handful of therapists who have done it and we've worked with some, but, um, I think it can go okay if you're really careful about it. You know, mm-hmm. but I think starting your business from a deficit is a tricky thing. I think it changes yeah. the tone and the feel of your business. And oh, from absolutely. day one, you feel like, oh, crap, I've got to, got to Yeah, I better take on this client, even though they're a little bit outside yeah. of my scope because I need to pay the bills yeah. and my credit card. Yeah, so I'm with you on that. It's tricky. So I'd, I'd much rather a, a therapist start their practice and then kind of bootstrap the growth of it, yeah. you know, set aside some money a little bit at a time and then upgrade. And then after a few years, you can upgrade again and again. So yeah, I want therapists to know that I didn't start here. You know, I've been in private practice for five years um, and I've been in four offices. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I basically have moved almost every single year. Yeah. 
Well, it's about growing proportional to your practice. Absolutely. That's critical. And I think uh, a lot of therapists struggle with that. They either try to grow too fast or they take on a gigantic, beautiful office suite and then they've got to pay for that deficit or that debt uh, or fill it with clinicians or what have you. And that's a very, that's an anxious place to operate from. Totally. Totally. So that didn't answer your immediate question, which I don't even remember what it was. How does it feel to be in this space? Talk about a therapist question. Yeah. Fuck. How does it make me feel? It is a bit surreal. I was telling you before we started recording, you know, I find myself getting a little bit distracted because this office is really nice. Um, and I love having clients who come in and can tell that I put a lot of thought into them. Um, like even you can't see it right now, I guess I can turn it around, but I even got this clock that, you know, so the sofa is right there. So when you're in the sofa, you don't really see a whole lot. Like I didn't want them to be distracted. However, the clock that I got has, can you see that? Oh, yeah. It's got moving gears in it. So it's kind of uh, it's therapeutic in its own way. It's like it's watching hypnotic. fish in a fish tank. Um, so I really wanted my clients to know that I made this for them too. That's cool. And, um, that's a cool feeling for them to come in and be like, I actually see them physically sink into the sofa and they're just like, yeah, this feels like a nice space. Yeah. A nice place to be a nice place to be when I'm talking about the most difficult parts of my life. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really important to me and my business partner who I went, I actually went in with a partner on this whole ordeal, Uh which, um, we can talk about that too. And what that process has been like, but that, um, that was both of our visions for this space is that because we both only see adults and some adolescents, we really wanted it to show like we wanted to demonstrate that we were thinking of them Mm -hmm. in this whole thing. It's, it's one of many ways to convey your brand. I think a lot of people don't don't take it seriously enough. But even looking at like the image behind you and the way you've decorated things mm-hmm. is part of your brand, right? Like if yeah, I just totally. looked at your office, I could get a pretty good feel for kind of who you work with, like what your vibe mm-hmm. is, um, what kind of client might be right for you. What kind well, of and that was totally, that was my, um, that was all my designer too. So I didn't do all this myself. I did hire out. And we had a lot of discussions about like my taste and my style and the kinds of clients I work with, you know, it was important for her to know that I see couples and, um, most of my couples are heterosexual. And so I have, um, I wanted it to be like elegant for the women, but I also wanted there to be some like more rustic parts for the men too. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do see a lot of women, but I also, you know, I want guys to come in here and not just feel like it's a girly office. So mm-hmm. same thing. Like if you work with kids, your office will most likely not look like this. Like yeah. your kids would not really appreciate coming to like a play therapy office. That's this like adulty. Like I have side tables with glass on them. You yeah. want to do that or for an a adult kid. in a play therapy office. It's completely covered with toys and sand and yeah, that's not relaxing. So designing your office with your ideal clients in mind is so important. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes it's overlooked. There's, um, uh, there's an office in the the suite in our suite that um, he works with mostly adults, but he sees some kids, and he's also very aesthetically inclined. So he has he has amazing taste. He furnished like the lobby and everything, amazing original art all over the place. Um, but then for his play therapy stuff, he has a really nice like floor to ceiling cabinet where all that yeah. stuff stays, and it's very nice. Like, and you open it up because it's like all these colorful toys, and if if they mm-hmm. were just out, it looks kind of ridiculous. But um, 
you know, that's, that's kind of a nice way because also you don't want the adults to feel like, yeah, that they're in a kid's yeah. office. So there's, there's ways to do it, especially I think totally. play therapy in particular is one of those few therapies that requires a lot of stuff, a lot of gear. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to think about how you're you know, creating that experience for your clients. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so yeah, so it feels great. And I like knowing that my clients know that I care and that I, it's like, it's almost like my, I don't know how this kind of sounds weird, but I thought of it as like my giving back to them in a way, because mm-hmm. you know, the money that I invested is the money that my clients paid me. So, totally. um, so like me showing appreciation for them and the work that they do in here, that's how I did it. How, I guess how, that's how I conceptualized it. How do you make sense of like, you know, a lot of therapists will be like, well, I know I've got to spend money to make money. Um, but we never really talk about what that means or <laughs> how much money do you spend or, um, yeah. and then we've got the profit first system, which is like pay mm-hmm. yourself first and then yep. the rest is your expenses. So there's a lot of different ways of looking at it in terms of your actual bookkeeping. How, how would you maybe like help a therapist who is trying to figure out, um, how do I give back or how much do I give back, you know, to my practice, to myself for trainings, yeah. whatever it might be. So I do the profit first model. Mm -hmm. I know that everyone's talking about that. And I I think there's a few other ones like you need a budget is one I've heard good things about. I've also heard of people blending those two concepts. Um, I like profit first because I also like Dave Ramsey and I feel like they're the two go, they're pretty complimentary. So, um, what I did was I added a fund because I think the, in profit first, how does he say it? Like when in doubt, add an account. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what I did is I started a, like a new practice fund about six months ago. And then I, I just kind of looked at my numbers and what I could afford to like squeeze from each account that I currently had. So without, I paid, without taking from your actual profit, from your net profit, your correct. Yeah. yeah. So this was not from my profit. Mm-hmm. Um, my profit, I'm trying to think of like the percentages. I, um, I lowered the percentage of profit slightly, but I still kept it there. And any money that's in profit is supposed to be fun. Like it's not meant to be put back into your business. I think that's, that's like a misconception about the whole profit account. Like, do I use my profit account to pay for trainings or new furniture? The answer is no profit is supposed to be like your reward for working in the business. So, uh, I just create a separate account or a separate fund. And I looked at all my different percentages and thought about how I could maybe take a little bit from this percentage for a time. Um, so I spent less money on things like trainings. Um, let's see my overhead. I tried to like squeeze as much as I could out getting rid of things that maybe weren't necessary. Um, an EHR was not one of those, by the way, that's (laughs) totally necessary. Um, and I did, I, I, uh, increased my rate as well. So that also meant that I was immediately making more per session. Um, and so any, uh, any extra that I was already making, I set aside as well. So I think that D- yeah. Dave Ramsey would describe it like, um, it's like the reverse car payment method, right? So totally. rather than mm-hmm. buying a car today and then paying it off for the next 48 yep. months, it's kind of like start that fund now, pay mm-hmm. yourself or put into a savings account the $400 or whatever for the next 48 months. Think about, think about how good it feels to show up and pay for something cash and to not take on debt for a big purchase, like new office furniture or a car or whatever it might be. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just, that's a great way to, to approach things and not taking on more debt for your business or your personal life for that matter. Yeah. I think what Dave Ramsey says in terms of like borrowing money, he says like Thanksgiving dinner tastes a lot better when you don't owe anyone at the table money. Yeah. 
Yeah. I feel that same way about my office. So like if I took out a loan for every individual piece or all of it, just took out like a big fat loan from the bank, like this wouldn't feel as sweet well, because be I would know that I, I don't, yeah, I don't own it and yeah. I'm still paying for it, which may lead me to take on clients that are not good fit so that I can pay for the shit that I just bought that I couldn't afford. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's the principles are simple, but they're profound. And if you don't listen to Dave Ramsey, I would check him out. I, I, really like following along and mm -hmm. his book total money makeover was fantastic for me both in terms of personal finances but and and also yeah. business there's clear parallels there but basically it's pay yourself first um mm -hmm. and that's profit first and don't take on debt uh, and that basically right. credit cards are the most aggressively marketed product in the united states um so you know, credit card companies are not on your side. They're coming at you. you to get you to spend more money because they will make more money off of your debt. Yeah. So anyway, this is not and a I finance did, yeah. show. So obviously no, it's not, not. It's not legal <laughs> but I did heist, plan. But it's just, um, yeah. I did plan, you know, I didn't, I didn't like decide on a whim one day to do this and then just like fly by the seat of my pants. I mean, I did have an account for a while and I honestly uh, didn't, I wasn't planning to actually move as soon as I did, but I knew that eventually I did want to move. So I started the fund and then within that six month period, everything kind of fell into place. So that was a little unique to my situation. Um, but, I, but you know, I still had the six months to like plan it, which is cool. And the space I ended up moving into wasn't as expensive as I feared, like the whole process of moving would be. So that helped too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very cool. What else? What else? Uh, <laughs> I wish there were people here, like, you know, posting comments or whatever, questions that they had. No, we did a little Facebook Live um, yeah. last evening, and that was, um, it's fun to get that instant feedback or people asking mm -hmm. questions, because then you really know what people want to hear about. Also, I have to say, after we ended the live and then I uploaded it, it slowed our voices down by about like 0.5. We sounded like this. <laughs> I sounded like I had the worst hangover man voice ever. You sounded intense. You sound like a WWE yeah. wrestler, like a <laughs> female WWE wrestler with like uh, a little bit of testosterone. Yeah. I sounded bit. even scarier, obviously, because my voice yeah. is already deep and it got deeper. <laughs> and now, um, but yeah, yeah, so I guess we can talk about, I've had a lot of people ask me questions about like the design aspect. Yeah, let's like, talk about that. The, the process of hiring a designer and what that looked like and what things did she do versus what I did. Um, I can only speak to, this is like my first and only experience ever with a designer. So I can only really speak to that. And I don't know what parts are maybe more like conventional, like every designer does X, Y, and Z versus mm -hmm. what mine chose to do. But I do, I do have a lot of questions from people being like, okay, so what, like, how did that work? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure um, there's a hundred ways to do it. Right. In terms totally of getting having the designer do everything versus hiring them more like a consultant to help you choose the yeah. items. But yeah, how did you go about it? And everything in between too. Yeah. So, um, I did get a recommendation from our good friend, Alison Perrier and, um, uh, cause she's local to me. Mm -hmm. So, um, I remember calling the designer and I felt a little scared because I've not like in my mind at the time, a designer is like a, an attorney, like they get some crazy retainer, and then they yeah. spend all of their money at Pottery Barn. Yeah, I have no idea how they're paid, actually. It's a good, it's a good point yeah. as well. So I had no idea. So I called her and I basically was like, uh, I'm probably going to be like your smallest job ever because <laughs> I'm 
quite small. Like, I don't know if you're taking on small. So I remember having like, I was a bit intimidated when I called her. Um, but the way that design that she worked, I don't know about all designers, but she charges an hourly rate for the act of shopping for you. And then there's also a budget for like the actual thing she buys. So there's kind of two numbers that you're playing with. It's like, how much do I have to spend on things like books or Mm -hmm. candles or whatever? And then how much do I want to spend on you for actually doing the thing? Um, so there are two numbers that we had to like go back and forth and figure out what was going to work for me with my budget. And also it was going to allow her enough time to buy the things. Um, so that was cool to know that like I had a cap, right? It wasn't just like nilly willy. She's just going to go out and spend thousands and thousands of dollars without even realizing it. Like she knew like this was kind of my, my cap and I could go a little bit over, but that was pretty much where I wanted to, wanted to be in terms of like the stuff and her, um, and then at the time I had already bought my furniture. So, uh, the sofa you see right now is a loner, but the one that's coming looks pretty similar. And then I'd already bought my therapy chair, which I don't know if you can see, but it was my splurge item. It's an important item. Mm. Um, I don't know if you can tell, oh, but nice. it's blue leather. So it's kind of, yeah. It's a blue leather chair with the little stud things on it. Nail head. Nail heads. Nail head. Super comfy. And it's little, which I like, cause a lot yeah. of armchairs are like huge and beefy. And, um, I wanted something that kind of hugged me. Like when you're an adult trying to get into a kid's chair, <laughs> it's very specific. <laughs> like, oh man, this is kind of tight on the hips. Your designer was probably like, yep, I know exactly the chair. <laughs> She's like, I'm actually so, going to get you a child's chair. I think it'll yeah, be, pretty much. be great. So, so I bought the big pieces. You can have a designer do all that for you. I think that that probably significantly adds to the cost for both the items and for the person, because it's a very subjective personal thing, like the chair you sit in. Um, so that, that probably saved me money on her cause she didn't have to buy that stuff. And then, um, we created a Pinterest board together, which was really fun. And so she would just post things as she saw them when she was shopping. And that's how she got a good idea for my taste and what I liked. I didn't even know what my taste or style was, to be honest. And so she'd post something and I'd be like, eh, I don't know. Those kind of look like tire rims. Like, I'm not a huge fan of that. And then so she'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to go away from that and go more towards this other style or whatever. Right. So that was really cool. Cause every day I'd check the Pinterest board and there may be like a new thing on there that I got to see. Um, and when she would pin something and I liked it, she would actually go buy it. So it wasn't like, do you like this general idea of something? It's like, no, do you like this marble bird? Cause I'm going to yeah. go buy it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, so that's how that worked. And I guess with any designer, you can have them do as much or as little as you want. So I didn't need her to buy furniture. I didn't need her to tell me the layout cause I'm pretty limited. I don't know for those who are not watching, my office is kind of small. Yeah. Um, but I told her that I suck at the little things like setting up this little like two shelf yeah. system that those of you watching can Just see trinkets. like yeah little um, trinkets on succulents. it oh the succulents <laughs> um i told her i suck at that kind of stuff and that was her favorite thing to do so we worked out really well um, cool. What a fun yeah. process. It's, it's kind of indulgent. I mean, it's just kind of like totally. someone yeah. catering to you and, um, really like digging into your aesthetic. It's, it's really neat. And when they get it, that was really cool too. I like, I looked at her at one point and I was like, you are just like, you get like, you know, 
I didn't even know my style and somehow she did it. Like she knew it. I guess that's, well, you she know, does she's this a designer. All day. Yeah. She, she and she's yeah. also taking something abstract. So people go, well, I kind of like blue, but I also like really bright colors. And, you know, people are kind of impossible <laughs> in the way that they yeah. like, describe their vision. And so she takes that vision, takes your words and starts to put together a visual. It's really neat. Um, I think what I told her, to be honest, I think what I told her was, I want my office to feel like comfortable and cozy, but I want my clients to also know that like I spent some money on them. So she goes, so you mean like cozy with a little bit of bougie? And I was like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) a little bit of bougie, not so much that you don't want to touch anything, but yeah, it's a high end is what I was basically. She nailed it. Yeah. How cool. Um, those were some of the major questions that I've gotten so far from folks about like, I want you all to also know that hiring a designer can be affordable. Like Mm -hmm. it's something you can absolutely do. Maybe not for your very first office. If you're starting with like literally a shoestring budget. Um, but it's not, it's not, it can be as expensive as you want it to be. I guess that's just like designing anything. Right. But Um, you could find someone who's maybe new in the design space, or maybe they're still a student. If you like live in an urban area that has a design school in it, Mm -hmm. um, people who are just getting their feet wet in it, and maybe they'll cut you a deal so that you can give them a testimonial at the end. Um, they can take pictures later and put it on their website. So there's a lot of different ways to go about doing it. If, if design and style is not really your thing. Mm -hmm. So it can be affordable. Yeah, man, I'm jealous now. Now you want one. I do want a hire designer. (laughs) You can. You can afford it. Maybe my designer can come over to Charlotte. Maybe. Does she live in your town? She lives in She lives in Asheville. Yeah, her name's Hillary Holmes. Okay. Little shout out to Hillary. Yeah. Um, Hillary. Yeah. Hilly Tree Design. And then did she actually come to the office and set the stuff up? Yeah, she did. So she came to my office twice. The first time is kind of like the consult, right? So she walks in the office and it's empty and she kind of gives her own, like what she thinks she might do. Mm -hmm. And then between the, the consult date and then the install date, that's what it's called. So like install is the actual staging of everything. So in between those two dates is when she does all the shopping. And then on install day, she came and it was like fucking Christmas morning everything for me. New. Like, oh. oh my God, everything is new. And I didn't Got see everything. Yeah. Everything's wrapped up. Not wrapped up like literally Christmas, but just, you know. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be epic though. If she did that. Oh my gosh. If she she just, let like, you open like, every Christmas. individual succulent, like in a gift bag. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she only posted like on our shared Pinterest board, some things. So yeah, there was yeah. still like some tons surprises. of shit that I had never seen before. That's cool. Um, I actually did a Facebook live in the morning cause I was like, this is insane. Like she's just like taking out individual things. And then I get to just like unwrap the paper and be like, Oh my God, I love it. So cool. So, um, it love took it. all day, like install days, literally all day, but it was all her. So she just, it was almost like watching, someone do like a weird sculpture, like someone crafting a masterpiece. Like she would like move this candle an eighth of an inch to the left and then like stand back and kind of look at it and then kind of move it like a little bit back. Yeah, she's, so she did she's that whole thing. And seriously, it was so just cool. like watching an artist do their thing. And I had no idea like how she knew where to put stuff, but she just has her own process. I guess every designer does like their sense. own way, how they would design it. But that was one of the things in our first conversation. She's like, she's like super nice and kind. And I remember this, this one point where she was like, 
Um, so this is how this works and install date's going to be like this. Oh, and I do all of my own installs. Like that's something I won't let you do. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I, I took that as her saying, like, I don't want you to fuck up all the shit that no, I bought first, for you. That's exactly so what it means. Put, is... it in the, put it in a weird, you know, arrangement <laughs> yeah. and then she's putting her name on it, so to speak. Yeah. So so cool. The takeaways are save up for something like this. Yeah. Um, so think up. about how to finance it yourself, finance it before the big purchase, mm-hmm. save up, um, do it at an appropriate stage in your practice. Yep. Think about your ideal client along the way. Um, totally. Hire someone who's a professional if you can, or, or, or basically the takeaway is it's, it's, um, more attainable than maybe we think to hire a designer. Totally. And I'm sure there is a, a, a another way of doing more like a consultant on the front end or mm-hmm. having her just do one office, right? Or, or something like yeah. that. Or you could have someone just do like, I could have tried to do all this myself. And then maybe I just wanted her to do like one element. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I could have just said like, I have this wall and I really don't know what to do with it. So I'm thinking shelves with like cute little things on it. And maybe she could have just done that. And who knows, that could have cost like 50 bucks. Yeah. Right. But it's like beautiful. And my clients look at it all day. So it's Definitely yeah, it could inspire me. the rest of your office and kind of set yeah. the tone. But I, I do think people coming into your office now will feel that it's done by professional. Like even the way that things are hung behind you, it's like it's clearly mm-hmm. spaced out to perfection. Yeah. There's like <laughs> yeah. little 3D birds on my wall. Can yeah. you see that? These little ceramic swallows. There you go. Really cool. So um, those are the takeaways. What Good takeaways. takeaways? Um your office is your brand. Your co- your couch is your brand. <laughs> your space <laughs> informs how you feel, how your clients feel about yeah. how you feel about your business, right? And know what you want to splurge on too, because you can easily yeah, splurge on everything. Important. I think that therapist chair is a great example. Like yeah. we we're spending a lot of our lot. It's kind of like a, a buying a mattress. Like you're spending seriously a whole spend lot of your so life many in that hours chair. There. So yeah, I think that's a nice that's a nice thing. And and I would even set a goal for it, right? So like yeah. um set a metric, right? Whether it's like hitting a certain amount of revenue or just saving that amount and like, have it be symbolic, have it be like a celebration for totally. achieving your practice and reward yourself with that chair because the money in itself or the paycheck in itself isn't necessarily always like, it's not a comprehensive reward, right? Mm-hmm. So you have but to, I think, treat this yourself every day? like yeah. an employee, you know, at times totally. and set incentives and then grant yourself some of those incentives based on like really yeah. nailing a goal. But yeah, I get, I think we get so hung up on like the hustle of it all that we forget to like give ourselves a reward. And maybe you don't do a complete office redesign right now, yeah. but maybe you save up for a nice chair or maybe you have your sights on some, like, I don't know, a clock with moving gears. That's yeah. pretty damn cool. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't have to be like all or nothing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, Rewarding hey, ourselves is important. Um, what do you have going on right now and on your, on the online world and mm-hmm. how can people um, get in touch with you or learn about what you do. Yeah. So I'm about to enroll my fifth cohort for your badass right, therapy practice. It's five. my, yeah, lucky number five. Um, so it's an eight week, my flagship premium course that starts in August and I'll start enrolling people in, in July. So I don't know, we're, we're getting cool. close to that, but it'll be towards the end of July. And, um, yeah, we'll start in August. So that's what I've got going on right now. Okay. How do Super people find about out about that? that? They can get on the waiting list if they want. It's uh, you just go to yourbadasstherapypractice.com and click courses and you'll be taken right there. Cool. Um, yeah, that's like my, that's my one thing that I'm really focusing on right now. Love it. Very cool. I'm inspired. Yay. I'm totally serious. Um, (laughs) 
I'm going to have to have you on again real soon. Yes. Real soon. Totally. Like uh, as soon as possible. Yeah. Like almost immediately. (laughs) So I will look forward to, to, to that moment. Thanks, John. Thanks again. See you soon. All right. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, do me a big favor and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening. Also, head on over to privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash guide to download the free guide on how to write web copy that converts. Again, that's privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash guide. All right, I hope you have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.